In the world of business, profit is everything. Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory. And the most important business of all is watching anime. Welcome back to the Weekly Anime Performance Review, the show we review the performance of anime weekly. We are your three high-powered anime business executives. I'm John, your Back from the Dead CEO of Weebs. I am Chris, and you're so pretty. And I'm Andrew, your CEO of A-E-U-A-O. <laughs> huh? E. So we are... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are down to uh, eight remaining shows this week. Unless I've counted wrong, which I've known to do. No, we're at eight. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so, we're, we're kind of getting into more some of these shows more now. And speaking of which, let's go. First up on our list is bottom tier character Tomozaki. In this episode, Tomozaki and Aoi go out to try and fix his outfit and hair. Aoi decides that Tomozaki should make Kikuchi his girlfriend, and also assigns him to talk to Yuzu twice a day. Kikuchi tells Tomozaki she wants to write a novel, and Yuzu asks him to teach her to play Takfam. I think uh, I figured out what my kind of hang-up with this show is, and it's something that Andrew's actually mentioned with it before, and it's that Tomozaki has, like, no agency. Yeah. He's he's just a well, frustrating character to watch because, like, all of his decisions are made for him, and he just kind of goes with whatever she tells him to do. I think they did a bit better in this one because he had to come up with the topics on his own, and he had to... Like, his conversation yeah. with... um, What's her name? Yuzuki, was that it? Yuzu, like, that was really good, I think, of him trying to be nice and yeah. whatever. I, I think he has agency in how he does things. He just doesn't choose what his goals are. And I think that's why you feel that way. Yeah, you, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, But I don't know. It's I just don't think he's that interesting a character to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It also just felt kind of weird this episode because, like, it feels like she's turning him into a pickup artist. <laughs> yeah, I... Because, like, the whole thing with, I like, oh, get I, that. I didn't actually read the book, and I feel bad that I told her about that. And she was just like, hey, an in's an in. That's, yeah, that's, um... <laughs> yeah. Basically, this whole show is her being like, maybe if you got rid of that yee-ass haircut you got. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it a little bit is, though. Yeah. And it's the problem is we didn't haven't seen Tomozaki as a person before any of this. So it's hard for us to see his character through this because we don't know what it is. I mean, I think sense? his character was that he was just a boring, sad sack with no friends. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then his character isn't a good character, like, for an anime, at least. And honest, honestly, I feel like what would make this a lot better is if we had more insight into Aoi's character and saw, like, 
some sort of motive behind it besides just we need the plot to happen. This this whole show feels like a big wish fulfillment for me. Yeah. Like all I can see is just yeah. some like socially awkward nerd reading this and being like, oh man, I wish a hot girl would teach me how to be sociable and help and set me up with all of her hot girlfriends. Yeah. Like that's a lot of anime is very blatantly wish fulfillment, but this one is just a strange credulity a little bit to me. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I did like um, his attempts to at least talk to, Mm -hmm. I don't remember names, the other girl. The one that he wants to date or not? Or the one that Aoi wants to date? The one that he doesn't want to. Yeah. Yuzu. Just the awkward montage of um, like trying to say something and then it not working and whatever. I thought that was good. I just Mm -hmm. didn't care for what framed it kind of. Yeah. I honestly think Aoi's my biggest problem with this show. Yeah. yeah I, need, I didn't really notice that when I was watching it, but that is a good point that, you know, she's kind of teaching him to be a manipulator. You're right. It kind of paints a cynical view of how people talk to each other, you know? Yeah, because if he's trying to make some relationship with the girl and it's built around him him reading these books that he didn't actually read. That's just building the entire relationship on a lie. Uh, I've made my issues clear with it in the past, and I'm continuing to do so. I think there were a few things I did like that Owie did say. The, um, like, when you lose in real life, you don't go back to zero. You just start back from where you were before. I'm like, the, instead of learning from... Instead of getting stronger from success, you gain more experience from failure. Like, I liked those. Yeah, like, I feel like she's not saying things that are wrong. It's just, there's some things that aren't quite right. Yeah. Uh, As I said, I've made my issues with the show pretty clear uh, these past two episodes. And I don't see them getting solved anytime soon, so I'm going to vote to fire again. I'm also going to vote to fire. Like, I'll probably keep watching it if it does get fired. I just, this just feels like it should be fired. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to fire as well because it's a little too forceful, kind of, as we've talked about it. That is three fires for bottom tier character Tomozaki, uh, which means that it will be cut unless something else also gets three fires, in which case they will be thrown to a poll of you, the audience. Next up on our list is Cells at Work Code Black. Uh, we had two episodes this week because they inexplicably put out three last week. So we watched two last week and two this week to get caught back up. In episode four, the white blood cells struggle to fend off gonorrhea. And then in episode five, the killer T cells have to pick up the white blood cells slack, go nuts, and cause hair loss. Which I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. But okay. I think it's. Like, I know stress can cause hair loss. I feel like that's... Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know it had anything to do with the immune system. Unless they're just making that up. Which would be very antithetical to the point of this show. I gotta say, in regards to episode four, I did not love the way in which the violence committed by gonorrhea against the white blood cells was framed. It was a little gross. That's just a general problem in anime, is that, like, a lot of times... Like women being in distressing or threatening situations is framed as like sexy 
which is pretty gross. Yeah. I don't think that it was necessarily so bad in that one instance that it ruins the whole show, but it is frustrating. Yeah. I don't think so. And I think as a kid, if you didn't have any idea about stuff like this, you wouldn't really, you'd just be like, oh, that's weird. Like it wasn't obscene or outright graphic or anything like that. Yeah. Is this show for kids though? Uh, I think, I don't think this one is. No. No, because they, they have been, like, the penis has come up like three episodes in a row now. That's true. <laughs> it's educational. Is it for kids? Probably not. Probably more. I mean, the next for, episode's like... about passing a kidney stone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I think the original one is more for, like, the younger age group who are like, hey, what happens in the body? Whereas this is, like, something you would show in a health class to, like, scare them straight. Yeah, to say, hey, take care of your body. <laughs> yeah. This this is kind of a scared straight thing, isn't it? Yeah. A little, yeah. They cut it, which is wild that they kind of just brushed off tobacco. It was like in the end of the first episode. When that's like the worst thing you can put in your body. I mean, they'll probably have one about the lungs or something, right? Probably. I think for me, my problems with the show stay the same. Yeah. It's... It is this scared, straight, educational, whatever thing where it's like, we don't aren't really supposed to care about the characters, but then they make a big deal about like, oh, they're trying their best, whatever. It's like, well, their name is White Blood Cell. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is weird how they're trying to do a character narrative in this. Like, I would honestly be fine without having red and white blood cell in every episode and just having it be about whatever the different cells are doing. Mm hmm. And they're just like the ones that pop up whenever they have the red or white cells in it. Yeah, exactly. Like they have like a representative of each cell that shows up when that cell is relevant. But like, yeah, I mean, I guess that the advantage of having a red blood cell as the main character is that red blood cells go everywhere in your body. Yeah, I think but, that's the reason why. Yeah, yeah. But forcing the know, white I... blood cell to show up. Mm. Yeah, like she didn't do anything in episode five. She was just kind of like. And then the killer T cells were the focus of the episode. Well, there was the line about like, I don't care what happens as long as everything stays in harmony, I think is what she said. Mm -hmm. Which like, on one hand I get, but also like, you should still care. Like, th that's not an excuse for people to treat you badly. I did like uh, the way they represented hair loss, though. They have Tingle grows the hair. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the design. I, okay, I will say I like the design of a lot of the cells. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of them are obviously grandfathered in from the original cells at work, and I think those are a little bit less inspired. But, like, the hair cells, I thought they were great. I thought their design was interesting and fun. This, this, I don't know, just this whole idea for a manga, or... Was this a manga? I think, I think so. so. It feels like a one-shot that got stretched over too many chapters. That I'm kind of getting bored of this one, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. So I think for the second time tonight, I'm going to fire. Yeah, I'm also firing this one. It's just getting kind of stale. I'm going to fire as well, which shouldn't be a surprise, because I think I fired last week. You fired the last two weeks. <laughs> We're on the warpath this week, fellas. Yeah. I've been on the warpath. <laughs> I, I kind of decided I wanted to go on the warpath this week. Since we have two triple fires, that means that the that at least these two results will go to the poll, depending on... What else happens this episode? Let's fire everything! Audience vote! <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have fun with that.
<laughs> I'm not firing everything. Uh, next up on the list is Hori Mia. Uh, in this episode, Miyamura figures out that he and Ishikawa are actually friends. Hori gets jealous when Hilda jokes that she's going to steal Miyamura. A bit of uncensored premarital handholding. Miyamura and Ishikawa beat the shit out of each other. Man, they packed a lot, of, a lot into this one, huh? I, but it still felt fine in terms of pacing, I thought. I think that's because the original manga was a four coma. Oh, and okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, which means the storylines in each chapter were a lot shorter. But I know it has since been adapted, or it's being adapted into a normal length manga right now. Okay. The best, uh, well, I know that the best four coma adaptations are the ones that actually try to expand on the concept instead of just adapting four comas straight. Yeah. Which I've seen anime do that before. I know someone right now who is screaming K-On at the screen or at, at his at his uh, at his speaker or wherever he's listening to this from. So do we think that Hilda was actually joking about Miyamura or not? I think. It's one of those things where, like, she wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it but it's it was mostly a joke yeah it's kind of like joking with friends hey isn't that guy hot you know like i think that's more what it was like like if if andrew came up to me and was like hey john's pretty cute and then like yeah, he'd right. be joking about it but like i don't think he'd be like necessarily opposed to the idea but yeah i i think she was joking she wasn't lying. That yeah. makes sense. I was thinking that maybe she was, it was like one of those things where you play it off as a joke afterwards. But I, but I think you guys are probably right. Yeah. I want to know what's up with me and Mora that like, he, you know, he actually does have a bit of a violent streak. We've seen in this episode. I think he's accidentally a delinquent. Yeah. <laughs> His whole thing is he's just accidentally. I, I like that way of phrasing it. <laughs> Yeah. Because I think it, it's like he's not going to throw the first punch, but if someone punches him, he's going to go back. Yeah. That's what we saw is that. Ikawa uh, threw the first punch. Yeah. He threw the first punch and then he just beat the shit out of him. I really liked this episode. They really liked, like, they were making progress on the front of our two leads. And, like, it, we might even they might even get together in, like, the next few episodes. Yeah, like, Miyamura said that he loves her. Yeah. They both said it. She said she loves she, his She covered hands. it up. He's, yeah. She said, I love you, and then covered it up with, I love your hands. Yeah, but then he got in a fight with Ishikawa that she doesn't love him. I think that Ishikawa just hit him and he hit back. He didn't really he wasn't really fighting over that necessarily. Well, I think I think uh Miyamura's just dense. That's also true. I think the cover up worked on Miyamura. Yeah. Is what I think. Cuz he's dense. Yeah. Is Miyamura a himbo? Yes. He's not buff. I was actually I mean Wait, did you not see what happened to Ishikawa? Well, he, okay, he can fight, but that doesn't make him buff. That's fair. That's fair. He's he's got the other two on lock, but he's not 
I really liked the um, whole thing with uh, Miyamura and the at the beginning when they were getting assigned to new classes. He was like, "Oh, I've all I feel like I'm a part of this group, but I'm not really a part of it." And then when they were asked to form groups, they all like everyone else went over and was like, "Hey, we're going to be in a group with you." Miyamura, I choose you. Yes. But like actually though, yeah, oh, no, I yeah. I thought that was good. And I liked how this episode opened and then they were just they just pushed his, their decks desks up to his. Yeah. It was nice. Okay, what is what is the name of Hori's friend? Yoshikawa. You know what's not terrible? Hey, Hori Mia, I vote to retain. That Hori Mia is Pog, I'm going to retain. Hori Mia, more like Mori Mia, because I want to watch more of this. I'm retaining. And that's uh. that's the way a true master works. <laughs> 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 that's three retains for Hori Mia. Next up on our list is Idly Pride. In this episode, main girl struggles to fit in with her idol groupmates and is surprised when her school friends join when her school friend joins the group. A pair of pro idols observes the group's practice and does a lesson with them, inspiring them to keep working. Um, I like the ED in this episode, actually. Uh, it was done by the the two idols that came to watch them. Yeah. Liz something, right? Uh, Liz Noir. Liz Noir, which is a cool name also. Yeah. They kind of got like a goth aesthetic. They're like halfway there. I How I feel about the show is that like, it's animated nice. Like, I like the dancing, you know, it's it's all, it looks cool. I just don't care. Yeah. They kind of did the thing that I was afraid they were going to do in the first episode, where they just blasted us in the face with a shotgun of tons of characters all at once. Yeah. And, like, they half just, of them are the same. They just gave it, like, two or three episodes. I don't feel like this was necessarily as bad, because... It doesn't feel like these are supposed to be the main characters. And like Yeah, you're right. But like they had the scene where like they went around the table and they're like, oh, why do you want to become an idol? And half of them were just like, Oh, I I like idols. And like I'm like, great. Cool. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah, going to remember you all. It's like the problem is on one hand, like, I don't think we're supposed to really care about these characters, but then why do we know them? You know? They yeah. could be much more in the background if they want to do like a study of a couple particular characters. Mm -hmm. Or even just combine a few of them into one. So that way, instead of like a group of 10, there's a group of five. Yeah, that it's the same thing as the difference between um, last season's Iwakakaru as versus the um, couple seasons before that, the baseball one, Tamayomi. But in one, we have four characters that we're supposed to care about with a cast of rivals, kind of, that we yeah. kind of get to know a bit, but not really. And then the other one, we have ten characters that we're supposed to get to know and care about. So yeah, I don't know how they're going to balance, like, our two main girls and also Makino and Mana and all of this. Well, because at first I thought it might be an idol anime from the viewpoint of the manager, which I thought would be cool. It's not enough for me to say, oh, they're definitely doing that here. It's just a little weird how, like, the whole first episode was about Makino, and then he's really hasn't done much since then. 
Yeah, he's done a bit, but not... None of but he's like... mostly been like your background character for right. the most part. Yeah. And like, I don't think this is necessarily like a downfall of the genre. I think it's more downfall of this show because last season's uh, Love Live show that they did, uh, they also had 10 characters and each episode focused on a different one and kind of climaxed at the end with a character song. But it never really felt like there were too many characters because they were just kind of in the background until their episode. Right. You weren't supposed to care about them until you got their episode, kind of. Yeah. And, like, they were well-defined enough outside of, like, just being background characters that you understood a little bit about them enough that you'd want to keep watching to get to their episode. Because, like, I don't, I don't think these side characters are going to get an episode, and I don't think they should. Yeah. But I mean, like... I don't even think most of, I don't even think really, like, the only characters I think could carry an episode at all are Main Girl and Makino. Like, even like this, even like the girl that auditioned with Main Girl, I don't think she could carry an episode on her own. Yeah. Yeah, well, she didn't have that many lines in this, I feel. Right? Yeah, but she's definitely supposed to be, like, the second to main character, because, like, she and main girl, I can't remember her name, and I feel bad, but they, I don't really. They kind Nagasa of contrast with like each that? other. Yeah, they, they 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 show up together first and like sing the first line of the song together. Is her name Kotono, or am I imagining yeah, that? That's what it is, yeah. I think so. I think Nagasa is the family name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This one, I just don't really know where it's trying to go. Uh, and for that reason, I don't really feel the need to continue. For that reason, I am voting to fire this one. Yeah, I'm also firing. I just, I just don't feel like it's really doing a good job at what it's doing. Yeah, to the surprise of no one, I'm firing as well. I, I feel like it had a good first start, couple of episodes, but then now it's doing what we don't want shows like this to do. Yeah. All right. So that is three fires for Idly Pride. Uh, is this, hey, statistician Chris. Yeah. Is this the first time we've ever had three triple fires in an episode? I believe so. So far. Man, are we just going to put them all in the poll then? Yeah. Why not? Cool. Yeah. All right. Next up on the list is Other Side Picnic. In this episode, Toriko and Sarau go back to the other side to try and find a storehouse used by Satsuki but instead find a creepy village full of big-headed monster people. Um, okay, my first thought is that those, for some reason those monster people remind me of the Ghostbusters logo. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. <laughs> that was just my immediate takeaway. It's like, oh, they're being chased by the Ghostbusters logo. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't have that impression, but like, I, I, it's not crazy now that you say that. Because they kind of got like this, like the the diamond shaped head that that ghost has. But these aren't ghosts. They're 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 some sort of insect, but they look human. Some sort of creature that's native to the other side, and it's kind of Im implied that they might be the people that uh, the guy they met on the other side was talking about in the last episode. 
It was implied at first, but I don't think that's actually the case. Yeah, I, I think he was probably they were probably wrong in that well, thought. Yeah, because this was before they actually saw them. Because mm-hmm. I think it's the people who from the other side look human. Yeah. Um, and these didn't. What are you kidding? Those look like people I see every day. You either need to get your eyes checked, or you need to move. <laughs> oh no, am I on the other side? I liked the scene when they were in the um, elevator, and it was kind of like they've been doing this so long that they kind of goof around in the elevator, and it mm. almost screws them up. They might get lax with their procedures in the other side, and it could get bad. Like, they might stop throwing rocks in front of them while they're moving. Well, they kind of... Like, they talked about it, how, like... They think that Sorau can, like, see the glitches, but they don't want to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and it's also... She might... They might be hidden by the grass or something. Right. I did like them trying to problem solve and do like, oh, rope on a string. But what if that just pulls you in? Yeah. That, that, they did bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think this show is headed towards like light Yuri territory. 100%. Oh, yeah. Because like at the start of this episode, like Toriko cornered Sorau in public somewhere and Sorau was just thinking to herself like, damn, she's actually cute. Yeah. I don't like that or something like that. Or she was frustrated by it for some reason. Yeah. I feel like we don't have a ton to say about this episode because yeah. it was a little bit Monster of the Weeky. Yeah. Yeah, well, my kind of, I guess, problem with this episode is that it was a bit Monster of the Weeky. And sure, it was them exploring the other side, really, for the first time mm-hmm. on their own. But it was kind of like, but what was the point? Yeah. This Yeah, this episode felt a little, a little bit sparse like it felt like i don't think filler is necessarily bad but i feel like this is bad filler yeah maybe doesn't really contribute anything it just kind of exists yeah and the argument can be made oh it's contributing because like oh it's showing how they throw the rock and whatever but like they could have cut that out in this episode would have been the same yeah you know it didn't really add anything to this episode because mm-hmm. we already knew that they don't know what they're doing. Um, I All this being said, I did really like when they dove through the little shrine to get back to Earth. Yeah, I thought that sequence was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, there are things I like about this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm, this isn't a totally throwing this one out. I think this I think that this was just kind of an off week for it. I really hope that it's uh, back on track soon. I will say I don't think you mentioned this, but I think this show has some of the best after credit scenes. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Just hanging like, out at the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it has maybe the best after credit stuff of the season so far. Well, I think most of the other stuff, if there's after credit stuff, it's more just a teaser for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And it's not really anything new. These are like the tags you get on sitcoms or something where it's just like a little punch joke. I feel like this show is kind of suffering because outside of getting money, there really isn't a reason. It doesn't really feel like they've established a good reason for them to 
want to explore, I guess. Well, Toriko wants to find Satsuki. That's fair. And as for why Sarau keeps following her, I think it's increasingly becoming because she wants to just wants to hang out with Toriko. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100% on that front. Which like, I, I think manifests as being concerned for her safety. Yeah. And I think there's kind of the implication that they find anything else, they can sell it to the computer lady. I don't remember her name. It's fine. She only showed up in one episode so yeah. far. But it's kind of like, well, they didn't even say, oh, if you find anything, sell it for more money. Because then at least, you know, they have more of a reason to be there. I don't know. Yeah, I think this was kind of an off week just because I don't really know why. I don't really know why this episode was like this. But I don't think it's the end of the world quite yet for this one. Just because I like the characters a lot. And I think that the concept is interesting enough that I'm not willing to just throw it out completely yet. So I'm still going to vote to retain this week. But it's kind of a... It's on the bubble right now, I'd say. Yeah, I'm pretty much... Echoing that, I'm retaining as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire. Like, yeah, I think it was just an off week, but it's also, it also feels like it's at the same level for me as like everything else that I'm firing this week. Okay, so that is one fire for other side picnic. Next up on our list is skate the infinity. Uh, in this episode, Longa skates his beef with Chinin, the national team hopeful, using his crazy swivel wheel board designed by Reki. After the beef, Adam insults Chinin, and Reki challenges him to get, it, get him to take it back. Oh, also, Adam is a member of the Japanese diet. Yeah, that, that's basically their, that's the equivalent of their Senate, right? Okay, the diet refers to both houses. He's rich and powerful. That's the important thing. And apparently a great skater. This is just going to be the Yakuza games, but with skateboarding. <laughs> Are you complaining? No. I mean... I'm just saying that's... <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I'm loving yeah. this one so far, even though I haven't really played much Yakuza. Uh, I thought this was really fun. I really like the all the improvements that uh, Longa is making to... Or that Reki is making to Longa's board mm -hmm. to adapt it so that he's come he can come easily from snowboarding to skateboarding like the board he has is insane like with the swivel wheels on it yeah like i don't even know how a human being could even ride that it's kind of the implication that since he snowboards he kind of it's more like snowboarding than it's like skateboarding yeah i feel like it's one of it's like pseudoscience to where like theoretically it works but if you were to actually make a board like that it might not actually work I did, I, I I know I've said this already, but I still think this show has huge initial D vibes. I definitely think there's some inspiration here, and I'm not complaining, because I really like the first stage of initial D that I watched. Um, just because, like, for well, first, for one thing, it's about downhill racing, so that helps. But also, um, like, it's about a guy who's new to the activity, who's like a sweet, wholesome boy. Uh, and just turns out to be like a prodigy at it and whips everybody's ass. I mean, isn't that most sports anime? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, uh, Longa definitely reminds me of Takami a lot. Yeah. I'm not complaining, though, because, I, again, I do like that first stage of Initial D. So I'm having a lot of fun with this one. And also, it's a Bones anime, and it looks like a Bones anime. Yeah. 
And apparently the director is a Kyo Annie alum. Oh, really? Uh, let me look up who that is. Uh, Hiroko Utsumi. Yeah, she did Free. Yeah. And also Banana Fish. Yeah, and the K-On movie. And she was an animator on, like, a bunch of Kyo Annie shows. So, yeah, this show has basically every go- everything going for it in terms of production. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's not particularly... It's not like a mind-blowing anime that'll change your life. It's not decadence, but it's pretty good. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, well, like, this episode is all about Chinin the cat boy whatever thing. Yeah. He's, a, he's a cat boy. Yeah. And all I could think about was that video of, of uh, I am not arguing with a cat boy. Yeah, but... <laughs> They pulled the classic, oh, this guy didn't, had fun, but then ends up taking the sport too seriously, and now he's not having fun, but he doesn't realize it, whatever trope. But, like, I thought it worked. Yeah. I mean, that's that, there's a character like that in every anime. Right. It's not like this is riveting, groundbreaking stuff, but it's fun to watch. I'm not claiming that it's a bad thing, I'm just saying yeah. it is. It's a very anime anime, but in a good way, is what I mean, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I think I really like the dynamic they set up between Reki and Longa, where uh, Reki's kind of like the mechanic and the brains behind the board and like knows a lot of the knowledge to impart onto Longa, mm-hmm. where Longa is the pro skater who has the skills to beat everyone. Yeah. And yeah. I do like how, at least for now, Reki is not jealous of Longa, like, he's encouraging him, hey, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get to see Longa, or Reki skate in the next episode. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, yeah, we don't know when the beef is. There might be an episode in between. But I hope it's next episode. Yeah. I bet it's going to be the start of the episode is the beef, and Reki's going to lose drastically. And then the rest of the episode is going to be them training for a rematch. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe. They like to do that. I think that, they pro- that they'll probably go after someone else before they try and get after Adam again. Yeah. Like, we haven't... Like, probably Joe or the... You mean Cherry Blossom? Yeah, it's Cherry Blossom. <laughs> yeah. I think there could be a chance that it's kind of that, like, all the people that we've met are going to have to band together to try and beat Adam somehow. Yeah. I don't know, but it, this seems like the anime would pull something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Well, you know, skating is associated with punks, so I could see them, like, you know, being punks together to whip this guy's ass, who's like a corporate suit. Yeah, pull some real power friendship shit. Also, the OP is, like, it's a... It's a name card OP, so yeah. like it gives the impression that all of these characters are eventually going to team up together. Yeah, it doesn't treat any of them like the villain except for Adam. I mean, of course, he's voiced by Takahiro Koyasu. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying he's not the villain, but like it doesn't even treat Shadow like the villain. Yeah. Yeah, he's just I kind think, of a goober. I think John's saying that Takahiro Koyasu voices exclusively villains. I'm retaining... I'm also retaining. I'm also going to retain. This one's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. All right. 
Next up on our list is... Uh, so I'm a spider, so what? Or I've also seen it uh, abbreviated to uh, Kumodesu. In this episode, after evolving, uh, Wakaba finds that she is still no match for humans. Meanwhile, the kids from her class have a training exercise in the woods and get attacked by an earth dragon. Is she going to leave the cave, or what? Yeah. I'm kind of, like, I like the setting, and I like the idea of this. And I thought the fight against the dragon was good, but I'm just ready for something to happen. Yeah. Like, there really isn't a plot right now. Yeah, I mean, she's about to fight a dragon, so, you know, who knows, mm-hmm. but... Or run away from a dragon. Yeah. But it's kind of like, nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little frustrated with how slow the pacing is on this one. Mm-hmm. And part of it is that it's kind of like has to be that power creep where she's not that powerful yet. She's not doing anything still. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're going to save the town from bandits type stuff. It's just kind of she's surviving in a cave, which she's been doing for the past two episodes. Yeah. And like the other three or the other student characters really aren't doing anything interesting at school outside of, hey, we're at school. Right. And the dragon was fun and all, but it wasn't like a plot point. Well, I feel like it is a plot point, but it's not really relevant right now. True. Because I think this really has two storylines going through it. The spider's only half of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really wish that they would give one or the other the focus that I feel like it needs so that it could have good pacing. Yeah. Or like, instead of doing half and half, have like have the episodes kind of alternate so that way it doesn't feel like we have three episodes of a spider in a cave. It feels like one episode of a spider or two episodes of a spider in a cave with one episode of magic school. It might be best if it's like 25 minutes or I guess really the show's 20 minutes of the spider, five minutes of the students and then 20 minutes of students, five minutes of the spider, you know, like so that way, Hey, these are still actually the same show, you know. Like the five minutes at the end is just kind of setting up the next episode. Exactly. I, I I thought it had a lot of promise, but it's kind of a little frustrating right now. Yeah. I still think it looks nice. I think it. Yeah. I think it's pretty well made. I just don't think it's very well paced. And I honestly feel like that's a big problem hurdle in just creative process and general where like i feel like 90 percent of the time if i don't like something it's because of the pacing you know i I, and going into this i wasn't really planning on firing this one but you're but you know it's just not interesting right now yeah so in that vein i am going to vote to fire actually i'm also gonna fire it's it's just not really interesting and like I just don't really care about what happens next. I think I'm going to end up retaining. Okay. Wow. Because I don't care for it, but I don't want it to be fired yet. <laughs> that is uh, two fires and one retain for uh, So I'm a Spider, So What? Last on our list is Wonder Egg Priority. 
uh, in this episode, the other girl who I met buying eggs is named Nehru, and she doesn't seem particularly interested in I. I breaks her second egg and helps a girl who's been terrorized by her gymnastics coach. After I visits Nehru in the hospital, she agrees that maybe they should be friends. Uh, and a little bit disturbing. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, but I think... I mean, so in order to save the people in the dreams, or whatever you want to call it, you have to defeat the reason that they killed themselves. <laughs> yeah, much. what was what was the well, word they that the Eggman used for it? I think it was like their trauma or something. Yeah. It still hasn't been technically confirmed that all yeah. the people she's been helping are That's suicides. True. And it's only two people, but mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like the two people, it was like high schoolers making fun of her and then the gymnastics coach slash mother are telling them they have to be perfect. Yeah, just unable to hold up to that standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we got some pretty gross animation uh but mm-hmm. in a good way yeah uh on like the coach transforming into her monster form yeah yeah a very interesting uh form very Eric, very akira very um body horror yeah but i think this also this also might be the best looking show on our docket this season uh i felt like it had a lot of subtle interesting character animation touches that i enjoyed yeah yeah. Um, I do like how, like the um voice in the electronics. I don't, we don't really know what exactly that is yet. But he's saying like you can't just run away; you have to stand and fight. Yeah. And that's kind of how like when with these traumas and stuff, you can't just ignore the problem. Hmm. Um, and even after the fact, you can't just ignore it. Anyways, you have to deal with it somehow and come to terms with it. Yeah. So I, I just like that. I still I still am kind of thinking of this show as magical girl persona, which I'm not mad at. I don't really feel the magical girl vibes as much. I think it's just the pen weapon that she has that makes yeah. me feel that way. The pen weapon is from the first girl, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so it kind of seems like they have to use the weapon of the person they're trying to save. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she used the ribbon yeah. uh, in the second fight. Well, it might end up being like she has to use them in conjunction with her previous stuff. So that way it's not just everything's kind of thrown out. Yeah. Well, and I think also they have to, this is kind of like a therapy enemy of sorts. Where I think I has to help these people come to terms with what happened and deal with it. That's what she kind of does by using their weapon. Because in this, um, I don't remember her name, but the gymnastics girl ends up guiding I when she gets blinded by the coach. Instead of just following the orders like she had been. Ah, uh, man, I can't remember her name either. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it, this is kind of I feel like it's going to be monster of the week for a while, but it'll eventually move into more contiguous narrative. Yeah, as well, we figure out what the heck the creepy robot voices are. I think 
really the whole point of this is that she's saying, oh, I want this to get my friend back, but she can't. So she's going to end up making friends with the other hunters. And that's yeah, mm, that's not what they're going to expect. The robot men, I mean. Well, I think that might be the robot men's plan. Well, I think is that you can't bring people back. Yeah, I don't trust the robot men. I think this is all just like a game to them, and they're they just want entertainment, and they're just kind of like an eldritch horror that's like, oh yes, we'll give you your we'll give you your friend back, ha ha ha, but not really. <laughs> they say the whole thing out loud, and yeah. then they just say, ignore the second part of that sentence. <laughs> yeah, it good. It good. Yeah, it's good and it's really well animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I like the OP. Uh we we saw that for the first time today. Yeah. I it's it's kind of interesting because you know it's not quite your typical Annie song. It's very much like one big crescendo to the end. Which I thought was neat. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to retain this show. I think it's pretty pog. I'm also retaining this one. It's it's very pog. I'm going to retain this. Okay. So that is three retains for Wonder Egg Priority, which brings us to the end of our roster. Uh, So this week, we triple-fired bottom-tier character Tomozaki, Cells at Work, Code Black, and Idly Pride, which means that they will be thrown to a poll of you, the listener. Uh, So be sure to follow us on Twitter at WapperCast when this episode uh, goes up, because there will also be a poll that goes up uh, to vote on which show we will fire uh, and not discuss next week. So please, please be sure to vote in that. Um, our next regular episode will be up on uh, February 3rd. And then uh, we'll be doing our OVA on Fire Force Season 1. Uh, that'll be out on February 12th. Uh, do we have anything else to plug or anything right now? I don't think so, no. All right. Mm-hmm. This has been your weekly anime performance review. I've been John, your Back from the Dead CEO of Weaves. I am Chris, and you're so pretty. And I've been Andrew, your CEO of A-E-U-A-O. Beep boop, ravioli. <laughs> <laughs>